0: Hi, I'm Jamie Rutt, and welcome to the Bliss Society podcast. You will learn tools and techniques to find your bliss and hear real-life experiences on how my guests have found theirs. My goal is to take you from feeling stressed out to feeling blissed out. Welcome to the Bliss Society. I am your host, Jamie Rutt, and today my guest is a comedian, writer, and actor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome J. Chris Newberg.
1: Oh my God, I'm so good. Sure.
0: I had to intro you with that, that cause I know you're missing being, you know, at comedy clubs right now. So that was my version of emceeing a comedy night for you.
1: Yeah. You know, I got to tell you, I do miss performing the way, th- the way that it is now. It's just, no, there's not, it's not appealing. It's just like, yeah. it's like, you know, it's like, it's, like, you can, you can relate. I mean, we've all dated shitty people. It's like a shitty ex. It's like a shitty ex. You're like, I miss it. But then you forget about all the horrible things that you don't actually miss until you like are yeah. reminded of it. So it's kind of like the other day I played behind a door in a room next to a stage and the audience couldn't see me. I was behind glass. So it was basically like this. Just imagine if someone was doing stand up behind a curtain,
0: but they they couldn't visually see you. You were hidden. They no. just heard you. That is correct. Now. Why is that? Why not just put like you in a plexiglass box?
1: That, stage, that like- would, that would make the most sense. But uh, the sound of the city of San Diego, the COVID people there said the projecting of the talking. Oh.
0: But it's just like. But
1: then again, at the same time, it's just like, oh, cool. But so you'll throw all the comics in the same little COVID coffin to just. There's,
0: there's not a lot of logic I found behind what's happening. So anytime you see a study, it's like masks work, especially here in California, right? They're saying masks won't protect you from the smoke inhalation, but they'll protect you from a virus. I'm like, hmm. I have questions about that, but you know what? At this point, nothing's true. Any, like we don't get truth anyway, right now.
1: I think, so. you get, I think you get exactly what it is that you want. There's a, there's a news outlet that supports every thought every person has. Yeah. You know, if you're a crazy leftist, you go to this place. If you're a crazy right, you go here. And so if you want to hear this about whatever, and it's just like, I, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> it's obviously, I think what you have in, in the medical field like most doctors are human, no matter how intelligent you are, ultimately they're just guessing based on their knowledge of what it is. They've studied. They're guessing.
0: And, and they're practicing medicine, right? So that's the whole, I mean, they, and they're not, they don't have all the answers either. And I think when we hold them to such, uh, you know, I always have that saying, like, if you put somebody too high on a pedestal, they're eventually going to fall. Like we're all human. We're all going to make mistakes and make misjudgments right now. We just the information is so ever changing that the person sitting at home watching the television, you have no idea what is right, what is wrong, and especially trying to navigate professions. You know, my profession is training people one on one. Your profession is getting up in front of people or sitting in performing or sitting in a room of writers and writing. I don't know. I personally am having trouble with the missing the human element, seeing faces, sitting in a room, talking with people, feeling the energy. So.
1: it's 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 hard i mean like the human component is 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 enormous but it's just like i don't think people aren't factoring in how in a like like let's say it's the end of 2021 november 1st then we're like the ban is lifted we're all free to breathe and you know spit in each other's mouth do whatever we want and (laughs) all of a sudden it's just like people are gonna have to relearn how to be people like it's yeah there's When you go to like at a comedy club, people have to relearn how to be an audience. Just like we have to relearn how to tell jokes. It's like you're gonna relearn how to train people and like all these different things. It's that's one thing people are factoring in. It's just like life now is so fucking simple. We have like this insane amount of technology with all of these different abilities to communicate dangerously. So we have hundreds and hundreds of different outlets for, you know, for content and all of these different things. And now all we can do is go to the grocery store, go to a restaurant that's outside in a parking lot or a garage that's under a tent. um, Or we can walk with a mask on, but there's fire in the sky and that's not dangerous. And even our, our phones say poor air quality. Mm-hmm. and um so it's like there's what do you, it's like we're all going fucking bonkers and it's like i am now at a point where i'm more comfortable i'm cool chilling i mean like i'm fortunate i'm working i have two kids yeah. have two, two jobs My, i'm working and it's just like i got i don't i don't have to wear pants i don't have to wear pants <laughs>
0: right yeah i'm i there are so is that one thing that you're loving right now about kind of the lifestyle change is that you do like to be at home Um, and chilling, give me two, two things, two positive things you like about the change in our lifestyle.
1: I mean, listen, I think it's all positive. It it was, it's like everything happens because, you know, it's a necessary thing for society. Like if, if you think back now from six months into it to how stuff was before, it was at a weird place. And it was just like it's kind of a strange life with a lot of weird shit going on and like nothing. Like there was a lot of mania and now and it seems now like that was just like the universe going, okay, fuck faces. You're going to get a timeout. And then we get this timeout and I feel a lot like when I was sick because I was all over the place. I was crazy. I was blah, blah. And all of a sudden it's like, Hey, guess what? You can't do anymore. Breathe. So you're going to get timeout. So I realized, okay, well, that's someone telling me that I need to change some stuff and I need to figure it out. So I enjoy the calm of being able to do things how I want to do them. I think the the pros are it's just it's what you make it. You know, it's like it's either fun. And I mean, like, listen, if I didn't if I didn't live with someone, I would be shooting up schools. Because like <laughs> when she when she's away for a week, I'm like the first day, I'm like, cool. Second, I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do now? And then the rest of the time, I'm just like, how do people, what do you, what do you watch TV again? What do you go for a walk? It's just like, so I think the whole thing is a positive experience. I think that what we're going to, it's an, it's an amazing adventure. This is something none of us have ever planned for. None of us has ever been a part of. And this yeah. incredible, this incredible adventure will become more and more and more incredible many years from now when we all sit around the table and we're talking about the lockdown, you -hmm. know what I mean? It's like, this is, this is a great opportunity to find out who you are. And it's just like, not unrealistically be like, Hey, it's a lockdown. You're shutting, you're you're stuck in your place for six months. You better write a novel. You better create this. It's not that it's just make the best of it. This is where you are.
0: That's that's the one thing I've had a lot of similar conversations. So you are very, business-minded and self-start and you're creative same as i'm probably more business-minded than creative i if you want to flip the scales but i can sit at home and learn and create and i can keep myself so busy Mm -hmm. and that's the one thing i think i've really enjoyed at being home like oh now i have time like i've always said i wish i had time i wish i had a month to invest into my business of my time of my brain of my soul that wasn't pulled in a million directions so anytime i get a little antsy i'm like well there's definitely something else you can learn about your business there's definitely something else you can learn about the mindset behind people buying things through online purchases and you know we're all pivoting into this online world this virtual world where you can you know between zoom between i've seen some of your shows on facebook live so for those of you listening chris he does a lot of shows what do you say? Once a week, twice a week?
1: I, I haven't. Just, I haven't. I haven't in a minute. But yeah, if there was a period for like two months. Every Friday I was doing a show and it was just like a like, happy
0: hour show where he would take requests yeah. and it was great. It was it was a really, you know, I think laughter is such an important part of what's going on right now because you can always focus on the negative of this, right? We can just rattle off two hours of the, the negative of what's going on right now. And it's it's harder to find the positive. But I think Mm -hmm. comedians, I think things that bring us out. And once you start laughing for five minutes, you're like, oh, like you like remember your soul. You're like, oh, there you are. Um, You know, it's like so you have a really big role, I think. No pressure. But I think you have a really big role to play in helping people through this. Right. I think laughter and and finding the light of it. And then also you have a really great way of humanizing um, what we're going through. Like people forget like they feel so isolated, but we're really all going through this together. Like not a single one of us on the planet right now, it's not just the United States is sitting, waking up in the morning going, "Woo! this is a, this is fun. Like we find joys and moments of joy, but no one's sitting there going, yeah, this is a great way of life, you know? Right. So
1: so uh, on uh, that topic, are
0: you, what is your definition of bliss?
1: God, I didn't know I was going to have to think. Um
0: Putting you on the spot.
1: I would say comfort.
0: Comfort, as in you know, home or money or food. Like, what does comfort mean to you?
1: Um, uh, I, you know, I just like I, I think that I think that you reach a state of bliss once you cease worrying about things you have no control over. So, in that point, the anarchy and chaos in your brain of worrying about. Well, this is gonna happen. And like there there are so many different things I've learned from myself by watching Michelle's creative process because she does a lot of the things that I did when I was her age. And it mm-hmm. was just like, in, and in my opinion, we all have our process, so I'm not gonna in any way insult hers. But I'm just going to say I did a lot of unnecessary things in. Pro- oh, my God. It's like and, and you've probably heard all this bullshit having been with musicians and people in the entertainment industry. It's like, don't talk to me on the day of the show. Oh, man, I've got this and all these other bullshit rules. It's just like, why can't you just pick up your guitar and have fun? Like, isn't that what it's yeah. about? Like, is, is it really a big deal? Like, is it tough that you have a show and like, and I, and like, and you're worrying about this and all these other things. And it's like, no one gives a fuck. It's like, make him feel good. If you make him feel good, none of that other shit matters. That's how it's like now. Whereas before I would have to take all that time to prepare, to do all of these different, you know, rituals, etc. Now, since it's so second nature to me, if someone says, Hey, I need you to write a song or I need you to write a joke about this topic and I need it in like 20 minutes. It's like, okay, that's fine. It's not like, ah, it's like, all right, well, this is the topic. Let's do it. Yeah. So that is a, me having the ability fortunately to do that is a state of bliss because it is punching into freeing people of worry and concern while also relieving myself of worrying about things that I have no control over.
0: Yeah. Cause that goes back the word authenticity for years would drive me crazy. I'm like, ugh, anytime someone would be authentic, be authentic. But I think finally over these years on the planet, I realized that when you just really just do you with mm-hmm. all the mistakes and all the blips and all the imperfections, like so much of us, you know, we want to be perfect. And or like, I can even speak for myself creating businesses. Like we want the first launch to be perfection, Well, it's not going to be, it's going to be messy. It's going to be dirty. It's going to be, there's going to be mistakes, but then those are actually where the, I almost say the light bulb moments start to happen. And even as an artist, right. Being a performer, you know, sometimes the, the mistakes are what make something magical because you, you, in a moment you pivot and you figure out how to fix it. And sometimes you're doing it on stage while everything's going while people are watching you and you're like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do this. And most of the time so many people enjoy that more. Yeah. Because you're in you're in the moment. And I was reading a book recently that was talking about, you know, this author was trying to find like the what living, what really living means. And he was saying, if I'm if I'm thinking too much about the future, that's you know, that's drive and anxiety and the to-do list. To get there, I have to do all these things. And if I'm thinking about the past, I'm thinking, well, I should have done this and I could have done that. But the the moments that you're just in it. Like you're in the pocket
1: mm-hmm. is
0: when, is when the magic happens and you're in the flow. And I always kind of teeter. I don't want to say I'm balanced between those three things, but some days I feel like, oh, I'm, I'm in the right. I'm a little bit here, a little bit here, and a little bit here. But then there are those moments when you're right in the middle, you're living in the present, and it feels really good and, and magical. So I think like what you're saying, when we're younger – whether we're artists or we're creating or we're choosing a career path, we are what we do when we're young. It's what we were taught, what we were told, right? And then you do all those things, and eventually in life, you go, "Yeah, I'm just going to kind of do it how I want to do it." Mm-hmm. And that that starts to that's kind of what you're saying about <clears throat> writing a song in 20 minutes. You're like, "Listen, I used to do it a, one way, and now I'm just going to do it like this." Um, Yeah,
1: Like you're, and like, it's just, and like you, like you were saying moments ago, it's like, you know, you don't want to have anxiety or regret and living in the moment. And it's just like, and and it's about just doing yourself, which I completely agree. But I think what causes that anxiety and that regret is it's like people always forget that social media is edited and news (laughs) is edited and everything is edited and like Instagram would not be popular if people posted the truth, you know what I mean? It's just like yeah. you would not see, like I mean, I see what she goes through posting a picture. I'm like, what? It's just, it's a picture, and I don't right. see the difference. But they do, and it's like, and it's like you're only good news. But you wouldn't see like you wouldn't see a picture on Instagram that's just like Jill be like lost a baby again, you know? And it's just like you'd never. I'm just saying you wouldn't. It's only like every single thing is. And it's made to ignite a specific and trigger a specific response. And it's like, it's the same thing with news, whatever story, whatever footage it's edited, all of it's edited to manipulate a specific weirdness in whatever they're trying to accomplish. It's so magic. It's so magical with music and all the other manipulating opportunities and possibilities. It's like the easiest way. That's one thing. That's like, that's one of the, the enjoyable parts of this as much as, it sucks because we're all still coming down from life FOMO. Is that it's just like you get to filter out a lot of like, it's just quiet. You yeah. know, it's like a ton of people have left here. There's no one here. It's like you mm-hmm. see the, the homeless thing is blowing up and it's just, it's just like there's no, it's just simple. Yeah.
0: It's, and I, I mean, do you feel like the world needed that? Do you feel like we were getting a little yeah. out of control and the world needed like, a little simplification, yeah. slap on the wrist.
1: COVID is douching the earth. You yeah. know.
0: Well, I definitely know for myself, you know, I would easily work 12 hour days without a blink of an eye. I would get up at six, roll out the door and not roll home till 10. And that was a normal day. That was normal for me. And now yeah. I can like maybe train five people and I'm like, "Woo, I'm tired. Like, I don't want to train more than that. I don't want to do... The schedule like I used to do. Um, and mostly because I just, I want to save some of that for me now that I've had those those moments, I think, you know, almost having two months completely off in the beginning, uh, or no, three, March, April, May, for me, I did not train or do anything was just refreshing. I was like, I was joking with my parents. I'm like, is this what retirement is like, you just like, wake up and read books and relax and cook food yeah. like this is lovely and i had not in 42 years of my life ever had that moment where i had 3 months to not have to be anywhere because there was nowhere to go there was nothing to do you know you couldn't go anywhere you couldn't work and i was like wow in 42 years of my life i think i've been working since i was like 16 maybe 15 mm-hmm. and a half i started teaching dance right i had i have never taken that maybe 2 weeks off in Maybe, maybe the rest of the time I just worked, worked, worked. So yeah, it was really good.
1: That's part of the, that's part of the stress though. It's like, we're not aware that it's okay to chill.
0: Right. Right. Like the universe gave us permission, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, like it's yeah, pretty much. They just said, I mean, it literally life put us in a timeout and how we choose to deal with it is just, you know, it's a, it's a reflection of your character. It's like, Mm -hmm. you're either going to deal with it, you're going to handle it, or you're going to flip the fuck out and you're going to whatever, or you're going to do all of it and it'll be part of it. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't mind. It's not an ideal scenario, but I don't want to settle for temporary makeshift fixes like for entertainment. Like I don't want to watch, like I don't want to watch a concert in my car at a drive-in. I just don't. And it's like, what are you, so am I going to go to this concert, i going to buy beer and then I'm going to drive home from this concert. I know, that's
0: the biggest thing I said. I was like, um, so someone in the car is going to have to be a designated driver. I mean, it's obvious you and I like to have our our cocktails yep. while watching music. That's something sure. I think we both can agree on. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, someone's going to have to be the designated driver. And I, I was looking at pricing on some of those, right? Some of them are like 200, 250 bucks a car. So you're still paying like 50 bucks a person. And I want, of course, artists deserve to get paid. But it's just, it's an interesting shift. Like, you know, they're charging per carload. So I guess you could put as many people in your car as you could
1: well, yeah, now, but, now they sell tables like when they're at shows they don't sell tickets they sell tables so
0: yeah it's interesting the one thing i i, I started doing though because i do miss live music that is like a lifeline I for me it's really crazy uh you know what i do is i take i pick an artist that i love and i some artists and bands are putting up their like most recent live concerts so maybe like last year The beginning of this year. So they're putting it on YouTube or some kind of streaming platform. So I'll load that up and I'll watch it while I'm working out. And it's so much fun because you're dancing, you're singing, you're doing your cardio, and it just gives you that little bit of life, but also you're getting your workout in. So that's what I've been doing. That's my new life hack in the morning. I start out with some concert, whether I watch a half hour of it or an hour of it. And it keeps you going, oh, I remember, like hopefully this will be back soon. Uh Uh, I don't know about big live events like that, though, big concerts where you have you know, the Staples center or big arenas filled with people.
1: I I mean, they're already rescheduling all that stuff for late next year. And it's like, they're planning on, you know, you hopefully people get their shit together in a year. And, you know, it's like, I, I mean, I think that obviously certain things make sense. It's like, I don't think that we should, first of all, I think people, kids going back to school, I think, cool if, I mean, like, I look at it from two, two, two perspectives. One, I'm not a kid, so I can't, or, or I don't have a child, so I don't necessarily know if my opinion matters at all. I mean, we don't have a... Vaccine. Vaccine. We don't have a vaccine. It's like, come on. Yeah. It's a, it's a and fun. it's going to be
0: a while, too. So that's that's the thing. Like, everyone's like, I hope for a vaccine before Christmas. I'm like, that's impossible. Scientifically it's, impossible.
1: Yeah, I mean, so, the, Trump's telling everybody he's going to be here by November. Come on.
0: Yeah.
1: And yeah. it's I just, think.
0: It's, it's just wishful. That's what I'm saying. Like everyone, it, that's just wishful thinking, you know, whether I'm more of like a truth teller, like just lay it all out. Tell me you screwed up. Tell me the virus escaped from somewhere. And mm. now we have to deal with it, but don't put all these crazy wackadoodle rules in place without actual science behind it. Like I just sit there and go, I just, just pull the band-aid off and tell me the truth, well, I mean, which if will ever, never really get that.
1: I mean, if you ever want to figure out the ridiculousness of this whole thing, it's just like, okay, Cool. So let me get this straight. Top doctors in the world have decided that the virus can't get us if we're sitting down at a Chili's, you know what I mean? Right. But, if, but, I like, but it's like everything else is completely, you know, totally fine. But, yeah. you know, like, but if we stand up without a mask, we're fucked. But the virus that- is also like, you're wearing a mask. So you're okay when you're walking in a Chili's Shut! Like that's the most asinine thing ever.
0: I know that, that to me is like, I still haven't really been out to sit out at a restaurant. Like a friend was like, let's go meet for a glass of wine. I'm like, you can come here to my home. Mm -hmm. But like this, the idea of wearing a mask into a restaurant to sit down across from someone that doesn't live in my household next to a table of other people that don't live in my household that are meeting other, like, come on. Like, I do want everyone to start to get back to work and and livelihoods and i don't want businesses to shut down it doesn't make sense to me like, you know what i mean
1: a lot of it doesn't it's weird though i mean it's, it, strange. It, but it's like you're not but that's the thing it's like it's it's like it's like such a good sell job by restaurants and restaurants have to do what they need to do to stay in business i totally get that but it's just like remember how remember those old ads that used to be on on tv uh for credit or it was like it, they were old ads old radio ads in michigan and they were just like God, you know, I'm, uh, I'm so broke. I'd really love to go to dinner sometime or do something cool like that. Or like, I'd really like to go to the movies, but you know, and then they're like, now you can have this credit card with this ridiculous rate and everything's totally cool. You're like, yeah, then I can go spend more money that I don't have on dinner and the movies and the whatever. And I think I forget my original point, but the point is it's like, it's just such a dupe job, man. Yeah. It's a weird thing. I I know I'm going to remember what I was going to say in two seconds and I'll shout it out. But until then, I'll shut up.
0: So at this point in your career and where you are in your life, do you have a life lesson that you want to share with our listeners?
1: A life lesson?
0: Yeah. Like something you're like, hey, if I could tell my younger self one thing about life, what would it be?
1: Um, Let's see. I would say... Living is fantastic if you allow yourself to do it.
0: Oh, that's kind of a mic drop one. That should be on a shirt.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't even know what I said. What did he say? He
0: said living living is fantastic if you allow yourself
1: to do it. Oh, I think I probably said do so. That sounds more like I would say.
0: <laughs> hey, okay, listen, If you can't remember your own words. I'm going to write um, that down. Yes, write it down. It's a good one. All right, go ahead. Have you written it down? I I can
1: wait. I I, I can do both things.
0: So what do you think is one of the things that stops people from living?
1: Um, Thinking. Like they overthink? I think thought is the death of all coolness. I mean, not creative thinking, but like thought, you know, and it's just like thought is turning your brain loose with all of its just ability to run wild and let all of the bad things, like you don't think of, it takes a very good, strong, moral uh, person to be able to be positive 24 seven. It's like, it's almost impossible to just be like, yes, okay. The universe is proven and thoughts become things. And that's a reality, but being, being positive 24 seven is exhaustive. So I think when people start thinking about all of the things and, and, and having the same, you know, anxieties and regrets and different sort of things. I think you're not living when you're freaking out about stuff. You're literally Mm -hmm. on a treadmill. You're just like, fuck man, I can't get this. Ah." And it's just like, that's not life. Life is the thing. It's just like, that's not necessary. Take a breath.
0: And it's, I feel like, you know, you and I have a friendship for well over 20 years now. Mm -hmm yep, and I can definitely say if i if I, you know, transport back to back in time to conversations you and I had in our early friendship about worries about life or worries about careers or worries about boyfriends or girlfriends, like I would kind of want to like kind of like slap myself in a way and be like, okay, this isn't going to matter. Like you're worrying way too much about this, right? I think like there's you know time that happens and, and wisdom that's gained. but like you're saying, if you just think too much about it, like follow your trust your instinct on it. Like you don't have to think about I am a especially when I was younger. I was classic for like ten scenarios. like, okay, i I could do this, but it could go this way, this way, this way, this way, this way. And all of that energy that was taken up with all of these scenarios that maybe none of them will happen. Maybe one of them will happen instead of just going with my instinct and taking that step forward. Right. And you were someone that I would, I would call often like, Hey, can I, can I use your brain for a second? Like, here's what I'm trying to do. Here's my opportunity, blah, blah, blah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, you're right. In the sense of like overthinking, I would say, I'm kind of paraphrasing you and th- saying overthinking in the sense of we can just kill it. You can kill a dream. You can kill an idea. You, you can kill a goal by overthinking all of the scenarios instead of just going for it, and figuring it out as you go.
1: I, yeah, I mean, I think there's a there's there's such a power and a beauty in, in missing, and once you've tried, it's like there's just. I mean, I don't I don't think I ever have something that I look back and go, I really wish I would have, because I think I just tried it, because it's just like, you know, the only thing I don't regret is jumping out of a plane, which I will never do because it's capable of landing. You know what I mean? It's just like where <laughs> right. If I, if <laughs> yeah i'm the
0: same i'm like i have no desire to I'm like, have you ever jumped on a plane i'm like nope don't care don't never never jumped off a cliff never jumped mm-hmm. off a waterfall Nothing there's too different. many too many stories i've heard of shit going wrong and i'm good i don't need that thrill i am yep. very happy here yep. on the ground
1: i would die or, in the air <laughs>
0: right? so i would probably have a heart attack when the door of the plane opens like oh, i'm afraid of heights stop. that first moment i would probably have a heart attack right there. And that would be the end. I don't want that to be my last memory.
1: Oh, I would be on the bachelor <laughs> and the Bachelorette would be like, we're going to bungee jump off a of Sears tower. I'm out. See you yep. guys later. If you're a
0: beautiful person. Uh, no,
1: I don't care if me marrying you requires me jumping off the Sears tower. I'm good. <laughs> I'll wait until I'll see what happens. If it doesn't work out with you and Kyle. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know, I feel like someone who's like a, an adventure seeker. I think their name would be like Troy or Trevor.
1: All those guys on Bachelor are also cookie cutter. They're all lean, muscular. They've got those skinny suits on. And it's just like they're all just like you I know, can't and- watch
0: it. I just can't watch this the the psychology behind it. Like ten girls lining up for one guy or ten guys lining up for one girl. I'm like, why are you selling yourself so short? That's so sad.
1: It's beyond sad, but it's also heroically entertaining, especially when you approach it with the purpose of. It's like watching a soap opera in real time. Do you know what I mean? And it's just so funny. But
0: it's not good scripted. It's like partially scripted by producers, so it's not like great organic conversations that would happen in real life. It's like egged on shit yeah. from producers, which I'm fine with that. But I don't want to watch it. I want to watch a scripted show. I would. Mm-hmm. I would rather somebody put time and energy into. All of the thought.
1: Oh, it's my guilty pleasure. I'm October thirteenth. I'll be there.
0: <laughs> you would already know the date. There's oh, a you're billboard. Such a there's fan.
1: A, there's you're a, a fanboy. There's a billboard outside my house. It's <laughs> oh, literally yeah, like right. my date. It's literally right there. I turn right <laughs> they and I'm they like, oh,
0: there. Maybe They put it there because you, they know you have viewing parties, and you're like, look outside my window.
1: Yeah, isn't that magnif? <laughs>
0: So let's talk about serendipity then. So do you think that all things come together as they should? So maybe you chose, if you chose path a, would you still have gotten to where you are now? Or maybe if you chose path C, would you eventually figured it out and got where you are now?
1: I mean, I'm going to use my uh, support of that theory by saying the, I'm going to use the Gwyneth Paltrow sliding doors defense.
0: Ooh. Yeah.
1: She ended up in the same place.
0: I love that movie. If you're listening and you haven't watched that movie, it's an oldie, but a goodie. It's yeah. It's spectacular.
1: She was great. Um, I think, I mean, I, you know, I don't, what is that old, you know, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plan and having nothing to do with spirituality or religion. I mean, there's, we, we can, I firmly believe we can position ourselves in the right places for the things that we desire. I think that's simple. Especially in today's day and age, you can literally get anyone on the phone probably or on text or on some, you can connect with anybody. You can Mm -hmm. put yourself in that position. What happens in that position, you have no control over because it involves their free will as well as other situations. I think everything happens. I think everything that it's supposed to happen does happen, but I definitely think you can cheat it.
0: Meaning you can say, for example, like if you right now, would you change do you have anything in your life that you're changing? Like you've readjusted your radar to where you want to go.
1: I mean, I decided, I decided a few months ago that I wanted money to be more attracted to me. And I decided that it would be, uh, I did. I wanted to start being recognized and, and, and used for my ability and my skill. And I wanted to start working on different projects and programs. And I, I positioned myself by just reaching out to a ton of the people where I have experience already on game show stuff. And it's just like, then I like, this is my second major network show that I booked recently. I'm positioning myself to work on this show to meet other members. So then I'll know the ABC team. So then I know the mm-hmm. Fox team and the ABC team. And then, you know, you position yourself that way because it's all once you're in, it's cool. And to do so, like, I, I never had plans to work in game shows, never had any plans, but when the opportunity presented itself, I was like, okay, I'm not, now I'm gonna learn everything about game shows. And I learned a bunch of stuff and I've, and I think it's a good, it's a good skill to have. And I think that, yeah, I mean, had, but like, had I just done that one time, like this, the one off of working a show one time and be like, yeah, not for me, then I might regret not being open to wherever it goes. Does that make sense? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, do you, is there something in your past, like when you were a kid, did you love game shows or is this just something you came to since you were working on them now as an adult?
1: I think I've always been, I've always wanted to do things that are like slightly competitive oriented. Like, cause I remember when we were traveling in the band and it was always like, Ooh, let's play the alphabet game or let's play the radio war game where you'd guess which song and who can do it fastest. And I would come up with different things to try to like, play etc but it was never like something that I was aware of I mean like I think everything that we do when we're younger accidentally leads us to where we are even if we're not trying it's just like I never wanted to be a comedian ever I just knew I was funny because I just knew but I wasn't something yeah. I, I didn't I was like oh I'm gonna be funny I was like oh, I really want to try music and I really tried music I just didn't work and then I was like I don't want to perform still and I positioned myself to do it and like, okay. And then even to answer longer, moving from Michigan to California is a way to position myself. I have no idea what happens when you come out here, but mm-hmm. sure as fuck, not going to work on TV. I'm not going to book movies or get on late night shows from Royal Oak. Mm. So I came out here and took a chance and I got punched in the dick for 10 years.
0: <laughs> you know? Oh uh, Well, I, I think it's funny you, what you just said about, when you're a kid, cause I just had this epiphany when I was a kid, I always would set up obstacle courses for my neighbors. Like I would wake up early, like at 7am and I would set up these like crazy obstacle courses. I had a little stopwatch mm-hmm. and like a little footboard and I would have these relay races and the kids in the neighborhood would compete. And sometimes i would have little ribbons for them. Uh, but that would gave me joy. That's what I did for my summer vacation. And then if there was a new fitness product, if we were allowed to go to toys or us and get something, I always went into the fitness aisle and found like there was something called the skip it and um, i was like obsessed with this thing and any any time there was something new physical like a physical toy or physical something that's what i bought and now fast forward to where i am now part of one of my businesses is producing fitness equipment and really selling cool. it online and it's it i didn't set out to do that it just kind of happened five years ago and i'm sitting here going wow i guess you you have you should always listen to kids when they tell you what they want to be when they grow up tell them because it took me 42 years to come back to that right
1: what did you like what would like when you were younger like what was it like what like what was your what was your go to you were going to be a dancer
0: I, I was always i was either teaching dancing was something i just liked to do like I always i liked the again the physicality of like trying to master a triple turn or get my splits better um, I loved learning routines and the exercise component of it, and then the the performing part of it came. That was something that ignited because of all those things. Then I realized, like, oh, I really like the stage. Oh, I really like connecting with the audience. Oh, I I really like the feel of a live audience. That just kind of came later. Like you don't know that that exists when you're a kid, right? Right. Um. So yeah, the dancing it all goes always goes back to physicality. Like, what can my body do? How can I? Get better at this. It's almost like that internal. Like I don't really have competition uh, and competitive nature with other people. I do have it with myself, though, and that was very like self taught. Like my parents were never competitive people. They never, you know, were trying to make us strive to be better than anything. They just kind of let us do our thing. So it was very an innate nature to me right. to for me to always try to be better. For me to always turn more, jump higher, like. All right. So, if you have a, a slogan for your your listeners, a slogan or a life motto, what would that be?
1: Mm, I would say, ah, fuck. Um. I don't know if I have one. I mean, work hard, be nice. It's like, I guess that's probably it. Work hard, be kind. Try not to yeah. be an asshole.
0: Do you find that a lot in your business and your line of work? Do you find that people are nicer than you expected or not?
1: I I mean, that's a broad question. I think that again, comedians are like every other type of occupation. It's like, you're going to have assholes and you're going to have people who are really mean, shitty people and you're going to have great people and you're going to have super talented people who are weird. And so I guess it's like, I've always kind of hung out with myself and there's been pros and cons of that. And I've always kind of done my own thing. I never really wanted to do the click of being in like the comedy store or like hang out with like all the cool kids who are now all in trouble for raping people. And mm. it's like all of these different things. It's like, I just kind of did my thing. I kind of was cool with that. And yeah, you come across, you come across shitty people all the time, but it's it has nothing to do with you. You know right. what I mean? Like they're shitty because they're shitty. You, you just you're just in their way. In their way, so you just move and let them do whatever. Exactly.
0: Just step aside. That's the one thing I've learned over the years is most of how people treat you has mm-hmm. nothing to do with you.
1: It right. has
0: everything to do with them. It Has everything to do with their day or where they are in their mindset. It really has nothing to do to you, but sometimes it can be very hurtful and it can feel very impactful. And I've found sometimes we hold on to Someone doing something to us, whether it's like a verbal thing or a business move or something where you're like, man, that was really shitty. They mm-hmm. were just doing them. They were just cruising through life, not realizing that what they did had such an impact on another person. So I love that your your motto is just be nice, right? Like, be kind. Just those yeah, are basic. I, I mean, like, why,
1: like, help someone if they ask you and if you can, like... It's just, it's more an age thing. It's more of a, a, an attraction to humanity and just being yeah. like, you know, it's like I'm, I wanted to protest. I wanted to riot. I did a little, but I, I don't, it's not that, it's like Chappelle says, it's a young man's game. I'm not going to yeah. get hit in the head with a bottle for just trying to be quietly supportive. And yeah. it's like, you can, that had nothing, but like me not participating. Whatever someone thought about that has nothing to do with me. like and they're right. you've got all these people, like like if if everybody just like literally was truthful, you would have some sort of you know success. I mean, if if people came out and be like, you know what? There's some really great cops. You know what? There's some really racist fuck faces too. And
0: mm-hmm. you know who
1: gets all the publicity? The racist fuck faces. So yeah, right. Oh, oh, and are black people treated poorly? by some police yeah and are some not yeah and are some criminals yeah but again we are only seeing the things that are fear-based it's like that's what the things that are so fucking hilarious to me it's like when you see like the media can manipulate anything anything just through the edit it's like when the george floyd video came out and i'm not trying to get heavy or talk about politics or whatever there's seven different video edits I know. like first one comes out and then they're like well here's another footage you didn't see what do you mean now i'm seeing i just burned down a house right so it's so it's like there's no no one and the news backing up the story doesn't give a fuck about who they're stampeding who they're what fires they're igniting do you think for one second if you're a hooligan and maybe you're a hooligan with a television who's at home on a respectable hour and you see all these advertisements for people breaking shit you're not going to be like Ooh, let's go there. Yeah. And it's just, it's, and they're it's, like, there,
0: there's my people. I want to cause some trouble. I'm mad about something, everything, yep. all of the things. Yep. You know, you give that. I am worried about the election coming up because I feel like, you know, again, we come into another round of an election and it's a country divided, you know, just like four years ago, it was a country divided, you know, even on paper, you're right. It was like almost 50 50, you know, give or take couple percentage points. And I think we're going to be like that again now, but now people's default is anger and violence
1: where yeah. before
0: in the election four years ago, when we got the results, I felt like there was a collective sadness over, yeah. you know, within our country where now it's flipping and it's a, it's just angry and people are going to burn shit down. And it's just, I, I really question like humanity and the moral code because I'll see people and my biggest thing I would say to people, like, before you tear into somebody on social media, why don't you pick up the phone and call that person? Because you have no idea what the research they've done, where that statement is coming from. There's like layers and layers of things behind it. So instead of just doing a blanket statement, like you were saying, or what they do in the press, they just do a blanket statement. And then people just run with it like it's truth. Mm-hmm. And I found an interesting fact recently, too, that the, if that the news is rated, meaning like, the more sensationalized they have as a headline, they can get higher ratings. So of course, yeah. they're not going to just give us the facts. They're not just going to give us the details. They're going to make it as dramatic or scary or fear ridden because they want you to tune in because that's where they get the money from. Yeah, and when did that happen? I mean, there's so much about what's going on right now that I want to research like why why can't we have the news be factual?
1: Like I don't. has been that way for a while. Do you remember constantly back in Michigan they were talking about sweeps week? They were open about it. They're like it's sweeps week, so that's the best time to watch the news. Like so back then it was only like crazy r- ridiculous news stories once a week when they right. were trying to get like their awards and their Emmys and whatever they wanted to do the best stories. The rest of the time they were they were cool. It's like you're not going to have I don't know. It's just like one of those things. It's just it's a lot. Yeah, I
0: don't. I personally don't watch the news anymore. I read it. Like, I go and I read different different journals and publications because I just want the facts. Like, I don't need your opinion or your dramatization or like the cut to clip shown fifty times in one one minute segment about something. Like, there are certain things that I know they're happening, and I need to know more facts about it. Like, I don't want to hear the the headline, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's been that's been giving me some calmness and some sanity is just reading it rather than watching it all right chris tell me um a couple things you do to stay in your bliss like do you have things you do that when you feel like you're getting a little off kilter pulls you back in
1: i like to walk I to throw on an audiobook just walk for like six or seven miles
0: you get out physical exercise for you is the, the way yeah to go. girl oh that's awesome
1: I mean, pretty much.
0: That's your only thing you do to stay in your bliss. Awesome. (laughs) All right. Well, I thank you so much for your time today. If you want our listeners to find you, let us know how can they find you.
1: Uh, All social media is at the Chris Army and I have a podcast called Heroin. Heroin has a great publicist.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Yeah. And stay blissful out there thank you everybody for listening. If you would like more information about me or what I'm working on, please go to theblisssociety.com. Or if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at blisssocietyla.